Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have Dave on. Dave has been, oh, and who else was with you? Who's your yeah. special guest? Poncho Wolfboy. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, Dave has been and is in the Crumb Bombs, Starving Wolves, and the Casualties. Yes. And newest, newest to the Casualties, and they just did an album not too long ago before the apocalypse. Yes. And we'll talk about everything that's going on. Dave, welcome. Cool. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing real good just um, here in Texas and uh, dealing with, I guess, what everybody's dealing with, going into a lot of uh, uncertainty. But, um, you know, we're like, um, as a musician, you know, we're just dealing with this mystery of, of what's next and a fucking a year and a half of not being out. And it's such a, a hit to the the music world you know that's that's what we do we go out we play we're like you know you're like an evangelist for for what you what you believe in what you care about and we're not out there and you know um saturday is my first live show out and uh it's it's i man you know what i'm not nervous until I get there. And I, don't, I almost don't even mean about the music because you've been doing that. There's a special butterfly music nervous spells people get. I'm talking about, you haven't been out in a large group of people. Is yeah. going to become, is this going to become a super spreader? Or is this going to be the coolest event ever in the beginning of something good? And it's nobody's fault. It, I'm not trying to say anything that's not true. That's just in the back of every place in everybody's mind. That is always in the back of my mind. That and are there sharks? That's my other thing. And, and, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's <laughs> Like, you know, part of me was going, should, should I fucking play this show? We just, we just went into a, a, another higher level here in, here in mm -hmm. Austin. And I was thinking, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't think this show is going to go, go through. And, you know, there's a lot of, um, again, I'm just kind of sticking with this word mystery of, of what to do. Um, I'm vaccinated. I wear a mask out. Uh, I, I promote that. Um, I try not to be too, too much of a hater without understanding uh, other people's views. Like for me, I, I believe that there's a fucking virus out there and we need to um, do the best that we can to take care of each other. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to do this show. I'm going to see how it works. Uh, I'm not quite sure if, if they're going to spread it out. I do know um, Friday night, the Descendants and uh, Rise Against are playing. Mm -hmm. And they just canceled the show in New Orleans because the um, vaccination rate was like 30%. And it was indoors and they felt uncomfortable about that. And, you know, so it, it's... It's rough, and, and I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm going to do my best, and uh, I'm going to continue to um, hope, ask people to stay safe, get vaccinated, do the best that they can, and um, we'll, we'll fucking go from there. That's all I can do. It's hard because being in a band like yours, the essence of, of you know, of punk and, and, and just whatever, whatever whether it's popular this year or not, or it's a, you know what I mean, or it's, or it's a hot topic, you know, the group, like hot topic type of yeah. thing, or it's like a really just true punk or whatever it is. It's kind of punk is really who you are and how you appreciate it. 
I think some of the essence of it is really being in your face and being close and there's a, a camaraderie. Uh, you know, you know, just so you get so close to people, that's the hard thing to do because of all, you know, like like for hard rock and metal too, you got yeah. And that's kind of the essence of what the music is. So to be separate in punk is like it's, I don't know. It's like eating rice with your fingers. It's yeah, it's it's not it's not right. And the, the other thing is it's like anybody who's familiar with with what I do, and I know we have a, I'm so excited to do this because you have a whole nother group of people that may not have heard my music. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I always say this to, to some people, my style might not be your thing, but I guarantee if you come to the fucking show, you're going to have a good time. Um, I'm known like in the crowd, half the time I'm singing out in the audience, no matter how big or small the show is and we huddle in and we sing together and um jumping off of everything i can into the crowd that's how i got into punk and that's what not what it's not even what i try to carry on it's just what's inside of me and it's funny everybody since this hit i get the same uh kind of joke well i guess uh you're not jumping off anything into the crowd are you and i and i started to think about that and i'm like I, I can't, I can't really do that because the thing is I put my band at risk. I put my family at risk. I put everybody around me. And so there's a real fucked up situation. I cannot stand barriers between me and the crowd. Um, we played a casualties played a show in Poland. It was this festival and, no joke. It's like 500,000 people. It's like a four day festival. I've never seen anything like this. Um, maybe like, uh, I, I just, I've never seen a crowd mm-hmm. this big and you know, there's cameras on uh, lines and the whole production and the other guys, I've been in the casualties for like three years now. Yeah. The other dudes have played this festival and they were kind of joking. That was huge. I didn't comprehend what they meant. We went out, we played it, or when we got there and I saw the crowd, I couldn't even comprehend. It was like I was numb. And even being up there, it didn't feel real. And it was funny. I kept thinking, how am I going to get out to this crowd? And anyways, there was at least 35 yards between, or maybe about 25 yards between us and the crowd. Somehow, I brought this microphone all the way out in there because I, for me to get this vibe, I want to touch the people and right. do something. So it, it was cool, but no matter what, that's, that's what I want to do is contact with people. And this is going to be, this is going to be different. And um, I'm going to safety. It's not, it's not for censoring. It's not for, being like who you are, this is a safety thing, so it might be a little yeah. easier to, di- to digest. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do my best to try to figure out how I can use this negative to my advantage, to our advantage. So we'll see, dude. But it, if you take every day and keep worrying about why, how, I don't know why, I don't know fucking how, but I'm in it. So I'm not gonna worry about why is this happening or, you know, that kind of bullshit. I'm going to worry about how can I safely 
connect. And, and it's funny too, because you have, you know, punk comes from a very anti-establishment, anti-government, everything, anti, anti, anti. And, and a lot of that is in my heart and got me to where I'm, I'm at. But it's funny because you have a lot of people that will pissed off. You know, they're writing negative messages like uh, punk rock bowling is in Las Vegas every year. Um, the Stern Brothers uh, from Youth Brigade put on this huge festival in Las Vegas. And um, they're saying, if you're going to come to the festival, somehow, I don't know how they're going to do this. You have to have a vaccination card and you have to be uh, tested within 48 hours okay. of, of coming. Um, how is that going to be done? I, I don't know. But you have a lot of people that are like, fuck you. Punk is anti everything. Uh, I can't believe you believe in this COVID bullshit. Well, I've been in Brazil. Um, my uh, roommate's been in Ecuador. I have family all around Mexico. And it's like, this shit is, is real. And in yeah. the United States, we have enough money that we can hide things and you maybe not hide is the right word but we can take care of these people there's not dead people in the streets right but other countries there are and you cannot deny when you see that kind of death no it's 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 ridiculous i mean and that's the thing I, i'm not against taking about anybody's rights to do anything mm -hmm. this is this is and, it, and it's not about being a, a republican or a democrat or any of that garbage you know it's yeah. about just knowing that just your, your elderly neighbor could get sick from a virus on, on a simple level and die. I'll wear masks. I want somebody to die. That's it. it it's not about, it, I, I, have a cho I have a choice. You Literally, I could take it off in front of somebody. What are you going to do, get arrested? No, I do have a choice. I choose to want to make sure I do everything I can to get vaccinated and, and be safe for everybody because I would hate to be the one to give it to somebody else or, or carry it. It's not worth it. It, it, exactly. And it's the it's that old fucking saying, you don't know what you got until it's gone. And then when you realize you were part of what happened, it sucks. And, you know, it's also funny as we get older, there's certain things that we have in us that that we carry on and, and we need to work on. And some people, they don't they choose not to work on themselves. And they're the same little shit back when we were kids. If they had the opportunity to fuck everything up for attention, yeah, everybody else, yeah, they'll they're gonna do it, and they can't help it. And uh, those are the same people that are just little fucking assholes. Um, what are the you know those funny terms they say like libertard? I'm like, oh, get the fuck. I know. I hate I, mean, I hate any words, good or bad, about anything. I it's, it's, I'm so tired of everything. It's like just just <laughs> shut up, just shut up. Should be in capable. If you got time to complain, to go outside and do something different. You know what I mean? Exactly. You can't dude, be positive. I... And, and and you know, here here's the thing. I always think that punk to me, it always. I mean, it, and it's maybe on some levels rebellious because it's about going against the grain, but it's actually on some levels it's always been more responsible because because a lot of the anti-establishment stuff has always been against the government that may have not been acknowledged anti-corrupt or anti-this. It's always usually against things that are bad. It's never like we are punk rock and we are against, you know. Animal safety, like we're against animals. Yeah. Like what? Like it's never against anything bad. Or like we're against senior citizens. No. Yeah. We're against the government. It's usually this corrupt politician or this or that, or it's a different fashion style because, you know, but, but the truth is, once you once you create a fashion style, it's anti-fashion style. 
punk yeah. is its own fashion. So ironically, it's become its own thing by its own thing. And it's just a fashion style you like now. It's not, it, it's not good or bad. It's just, it's who you are. It, it's so true. And it's like, you know, um, there's a great festival in uh, Blackpool in uh, England called Rebellion. And it's it, one thing that's really cool is to sit back and look because it is mainly, I would say 50% of the people are over 50. And that's very different from the United States. And and it's really cool because there's people that are, uh, you know, 70 years old, 80 years old that are part of the punk movement. So you have this long lineage now. It's not, it's not like 1985 when it was still kind of new. It's 2021. It has become a, a lifestyle. You know what I mean? It and is it, its own it, institution. It's become its own kind of what it was rebelling against, sort of. It, it, it has. And, you know, it, it has. But as long as we keep this kind of fucking... For me, this punk is about rebellion. It's about unity. And, you know, you could go down this nerdy hole and say, yeah, it's about fucking safe, like taking care of each other. But that's what, what I'm into. Somebody wrote me the other day and said, oh, man, I there's all these little terms that, that everybody has, but younger people have. And he goes, I, you really helped me, man. I love that posy punk. And I go, posy punk. Punk. <laughs> It can't say be better than a niggy punk of like being like, I don't know, like a skinhead or something. I mean, nowadays, yeah. you don't want to go in a pit and get your hip broke. You know, you can be careful, <laughs> right? But, but like, yeah, but, but punk and like metal and, and thrash and always like the, the evil of the, the heavier the music groups that were always the most aggressive and, and had the mm-hmm. most vocal things are really always the nicest, caring, open groups of people for age, gender, whatever. Anything. Those are usually the nicest groups. It's not, they're always talking about, you know, I'm, I'm not going to select other genres. But not those guys. Kind of, <laughs> easier yeah. listening groups of, of of you know what I mean of supporting yeah. each other. You know, it's like Let's like you know, you know that's always how it's been. So you actually so let's talk a little bit about when you play out prior to this. But even in any of your bands, do, do you think there's been a big difference like as times change, like the crowds in the USA because as we're talking in Europe because Europe has always been a little bit more open. Like it's never been as close as far as like there's just have music like it, metal and punk and hardcore and thrash have survived and even pop bands from the 80s over here have found markets in europe you know yeah and, and is you there know, a difference and, in your audiences like when you play do you think there there are and you know it's all and this is funny and it this makes sense um if you're out playing a lot it's all the same Anywhere in the world, people are the same. However, it's completely different. <laughs> you know, it's like in um, here, we have a lot of division. And, and But the reason I believe a lot of that division is, is because we have opportunity for bands of all. Like if you don't want, like here in Austin, in a normal time, you can go see any kind of band almost any day of the week. So it makes you kind of snooty about things. Oh, I don't like that band. Oh, I don't like yeah. this. You go to other countries, they don't have shit. Nobody goes there. And I've been very lucky in all the bands that I've played in. Um, 
will play a big market, you know, and, and I hate that kind of words. I shouldn't use that, but we'll play like a big city, like, uh, you know, Berlin or something. And then the next day we're playing in literally like a village town and it's, and it's so cool. It, it's, it's amazing. And it's one of the, the, the best parts about playing music and touring is seeing that difference. But to, to hit that question in the United States, we have so much opportunity that we can be snotty about shit. You go to, um, you know, Mexico, South America, the crowd, you could have a punk band and then a pop band and a metal band all playing together. And everybody's just digging it because they're getting, they're, given something and they just mm -hmm. want that fucking vibe and it makes you very um humble when when you look at the reality of it so it's cool there's uh there's a funny thing in germany we call it the german compliment um and this is like a cultural thing so they might be like uh telling you they'll give you a compliment and then they'll burn you and then they'll compliment you again so this is um uh this is maybe my rude uh part of the germans <laughs> they'll be like david um the show was uh was very cool cool show but you were very um unenergetic it was a very weak show um not not the best performance like i've seen on youtube but i had a great time and you're like <laughs> Huh. So you have to do me a favor and ask another one of your bands about the German compliment. Cause it's like one of the oddest things. When I will, you I will actually make that one of my things I do. I will, Cause that is, the, that is funny. It sounds like a backhanded compliment or, you know, they're like giving you praise, but then it wasn't quite up to their standard, but it was still good. It's like this guy's like a checklist in the head of, of different things, you know, just get when you know where you fell in each of these spots here, you know. Yeah, you, you have, have five here, days. you got ten here. You have one of those days where you're just exhausted and you're like, you know what, dude? Not today. I don't need this today. You just walk off. People don't realize and I talk about this sometimes is, is touring is like it's like, especially as you get older. This isn't like the eighties. I mean, you're on a bus, you're you know, I couldn't get up in the morning without, you know, if I stay up late, you know, if you yeah. I couldn't imagine good if I were going to go to a concert, I gotta plan everything out. You know what I mean? For myself to be part of it, a concert, not even be part of the band. And the bands aren't complaining, it's just the energy level, your body recovery level is different. Yeah. And Dude, it's not easy. It, it isn't. And I'll I'll say a little something that hits on all three of, of my bands is I got very lucky and I, I feel very humbled and very lucky to be in the position that I'm in. And it is because of the, the punk group of people that, that support punk music. But also um, when Crumbums first started, um, you know, the internet was still very, very new. And the way that punk kind of survives is when you're on tour, we don't make any money and like you said it's not the fucking 80s and and yeah. this is not a big as much as you may see us now on the internet that's because we do it ourselves and because you see promotion doesn't mean we make money off of it we do it because we love it and that's and, why and i'm gonna tell people get the merch we're gonna have the links that's what was the show that's kind of what the show is today hey guys no one's touring yes what are the links support the music 
buy buy the merch. It buy goes the merch. Buy the music. You don't make money off of shows. That just pays for gas. So when Crumbum started, we we just got we all lived together. We got this house, and we said, okay, how are we going to start playing more shows? Uh, nobody really liked us or wanted us around, and they probably were right for that. We were little assholes, but <laughs> um, we said, okay when bands come through, we're going to open up our house and they can stay with us and um, we'll just take care of them. And that's how we met the casualties. Nobody that I know tours, like they're notorious um, for touring nonstop. Boom, 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 boom. And we became like family friends, the crumb bums and the casualties. And they took us out on tour and that's how we learned. Um, you get up and you play. You drive all night and you drive most of the morning. You get there, play your ass off, and you do it again. And you you just road dog. And so when Crumbums took a break, we started starving wolves up. Our first tour was back out with the casualties. And it's because I was taught that work ethic from them. So they knew we were a working band. We went out, worked our asses off. Then strangely enough, you know, um, I played a show with the casualties and then we, we had such a good time, joined the band and we tour. My first tour with them was a European tour directly into a full United States tour. And I had to beg <laughs> for one day off. I was like, guys, I, I, at least every other week I need one day because I can't take my instrument to guitar center. I'm fucked up. I'm tired. But you know, the other thing is when it gets done, you feel so fucking good. Like you accomplished something. It wasn't, we played three days and then we had four days off. Uh, we played two days and five days off. This band plays six to seven days a week, eight week tours. And, and, and it's in a, it's in a van and um, I'm not saying anything down about it. I'm lucky when people really know how much money it costs to go on tour. I'm fucking lucky to do this and I feel good. And, you know, we're talking about being nervous before every show. I'm, I almost throw up. doesn't matter. Been playing for 20 something years. I'm nervous. And when we get done, I feel like a little fucking kid because the connection with people, it, it's, you can't put a, you can't put a number, a price or even a word to it. And, you know, there's some people that have never had shivers, goosebumps from music. And I have that every fucking night. It's addictive, dude. And that's what keeps me at an older age able to tour. How have you been keeping your voice uh, together during this break? Because your voice is a muscle and it's been hard during this break to keep it going. Dude, I just had my first practice yesterday with um, Starving Wolves. And I had I said, let's do about 75. I was only going to do about 50% of the set. And then let's stop. We went to about 75%, kind of went over stuff. But after an hour, I wasn't yelling screaming and singing i was just mm -hmm. talking and so we're gonna practice again tonight tomorrow and i'll take friday off for the show on saturday but 
if if I'm touring and I'm playing day after day, somehow this will work. But when I have days, if I have more than one day off, I'm fucked. It's funny. It's weird. Well, a lot of people struggle. It's interesting. This is the age where, and I talk about sometimes just like in different genres, different voices, how strong is some people are, aren't, you know, they sing, they have to sing down lower or they have, you know, different things, you know, some people are lucky, but they it doesn't, they don't have to do anything. I mean, some people can have that Sammy Hagar voice of leather where dude's like <laughs> yeah. in his seventies and, and like, are you serious? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, dude, so that's a gift. Not everyone's always going to be that way. Or you get the guy in Deep Purple, you know, it's like his voice has got to sing lower now. Yeah. So for you, you really sing, you know, hard every night. So it's a lot of work. It, it is. And, you know, as I have gotten older, the weird thing is it's like, you know, the, all these things change that you think never are going to, oh, man, I, I don't need sleep. My back doesn't hurt. It, I need sleep. That's that's it. If I don't sleep, and it's hard on tour to sleep, if I don't get, I mean, I need about five hours. If I don't get five hours of sleep, that's when I'm starting to feel like, oh, fuck, my throat's going. But I can scream night after night, but I need a little bit of sleep. I, I agree with you. I, to me, like, I guess right, right now, if they're like, Sean, you're, you're going to be in a band. I guess, say, say, say you guys bring me in the first week. There would be an article in the news. Uh, new guy in the band kills the entire band like a mass murder thing and then <laughs> the police report would say something about um, bad back too many farts in the van um, closed space area I'm too old for this and then yeah. you know life in jail because I don't think I could, I could cope doing that so just yeah, it's always kudos to guys for, you know you guys keep doing it keep waving the flag of music it, it, it you know it's it's hard too and you have to really learn respect almost more than anything because when you're stuck in a van and everybody has their position seats you have to make a position seat because if not there will be a fight but then you have the same guy behind you the same guy to the right the same guy over here and you'll just be like motherfucker you gotta breathe like that you hate the way that they breathe you hate the way that they always look it sounds like the worst family trip ever (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly. and you just have to figure out how to get through that and just keep your mouth shut just go into and it's funny if you talk to a lot of bands the idea is every night you're blasting music and talking no the van is almost silent everybody puts their headphones in that's how you know a band has been together for a long time when they don't talk <laughs> it's also a marriage too um yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I'm married to a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's insane. You know, and the thing is with that, it, you know, and people talk now and they get a musician, they're like a lot of times, almost by the time you're in the interview process, and that's kind of what you, you were doing prior to being in a band. You were in the, you put the world's longest punk interview process to get yeah. into the band. Because what it is, is a lot of bands, once they, by the time at, at a certain level, they're bringing somebody in, they kind of know your chops pretty much. The mm-hmm. only things they're standing now is how well do you guys write together? Really, what kind of human being are you? Because that's that is almost the top thing. Are you are you are you a worker? You know, are you kind? How do you respect people? You know, it's not the rock and roll drinking thing anymore. Oh, this dude parties are cool, it's daily raw thing. No, it's like yeah. how does he treat everybody and how is he behind the scenes and how is he gonna be in the road? Because that's you know, some people rather have a, a less of a musician, you know, not to, to hurt the band, but like a less of a musician than a rock star. 
Like a bunch yeah. of extra licks or something with flashier yeah. clothes. But he's a jerk to be on the road with. Yep. You, know, it, you really want um, a family member. It, it, no, dude, and, and you know, it, it's funny. I've never heard it worded that way, but it's, that is one of the truest things ever is it's just like, um, you know, again, joining the casualties, I didn't feel like I couldn't really join the band and be part of like the fourth member until after these two big tours, because sure, we're fucking like family. We're great friends, but can we live together in that van? I, I had no fear that I, that I couldn't pull off the stage part. Right. And, and, and they knew that too, but can we really work together? And it wasn't worth it for me to ruin our, our complete friendship. Now our friendship has dynamically changed <laughs> since joining the band, but you know, I'm, again, I'm grateful that this is an experience. Like you just, I, I can't even word it. It's, it's, you know, a lot of people use the word family too loosely, but when you are in stuck together, you become, you have a different bond, man. And, and it's true. Just like you said, somebody may look cool and be the partier. It's like the funniest example is let's, let's use a, a, a big example, like Sid Vicious or something. Right. Young people will be like, Oh dude, he's fucking cool and, and pissed off and, and drunk. And that picture of him in like uh, San Antonio where he got hit in the face and he's bloody. Could you imagine what kind of mess it would be like to be with that guy? I can guarantee you that he was probably crying every night because he's in withdrawal. Um, didn't give a fuck about you or anybody else. Um, and you, you know, I got very lucky. Crumbums went uh, on tour one time with uh, the Germs. The Germs, they're like one of the most infamous and famous and well-known and loved punk bands uh, of all time. One of the American, you know, wow, punk bands. But they, that's now. Back then, they never went on tour, ever. Uh, Darby had died bef before they kind of got famous or before they got very well known. So there was a movie made and um, we ended up going out on tour with them. And the actor, Shane West, great guy, um, went on tour with them. They, they just wanted to do something. And he has the whole fucking band original band, except for, of course, Darby. But I got lucky and I got to hang out with Pat Smear from Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Right. And I, we were in Salt Lake City and one day we were like having some drinks and talking and um, I think I had like a Darby button. Like somebody had given me this Darby button and he said, man, he's like, do me a favor. Don't ever, ever get into that shit, man. And he's like, you think Darby was like fun to be around. He's like, I loved him. He's like a brother to me, but that fucking drug will fucking eat you up. It's not what everybody thought. It's not that pin. And so it, it's like you said, a lot of times it's not the flashy cool guy that everybody 
loves. It's the guy that can keep his shit together. That's, that's really, you know, the guy that makes that fucking engine run. Which is, and if you look back, you know, look at, look at Pat. I mean, perfect example, look what Pat's gone on to. The quietest guy. You know, he wasn't a maniac. He was a crazy musician, player, yeah. in a good way. Best, but he wasn't a, but he wasn't, but he wasn't a, like a maniac as a human being. He's always a very kind person. Dude, and and look what happens. Look, look where he is, you know? You know, oh. I mean, unfortunately, he ended up in two other smaller bands. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, right. But because of who he is and his skills and his personality, if he was a jerk, he wouldn't have been on. No way. The softest, kindest, I, I will never, ever stop feeling so grateful for that time. We, we went out for, we did the whole U.S. maybe about a month um, on tour together and ended here in Austin. And we, we just had the best, best time ever. And um, just great, great guy. Yeah, he seems very, very cool. Let's talk. So, so let's talk about. So, being in the new band and the family, the other task is usually was besides touring is is writing of music. So, you had your own bands that you started, and you were kind of a lot more of the centerpiece of them. Joining an established band, and then you guys did an album. Yeah. What was the challenge? Was it? Was it? Once again, was it a new feeling out situation? It you was. In and, I, first, I, I want to say I'm sorry. Let me step on you. Unfortunately, good and bad for everything. You're, you're jumping into a, a legacy of a band that's been around for a long time. I mean, yes. I've started listening to you guys more recently, but I've always been aware of the band. Now, that being said, you you can handle your own, and and the reviews have been through the roof of like how you you jumped right in because you're not trying to be that artist. You smart yes. move, and I don't think the band would let you. And I don't think that's who you are, so I don't think that was even um, a thought. But just to the dynamic of when everything goes away and all the fans or whoever you want to call them are gone, it's Dave, and the casualties have been friends for all these years and you know you yeah. have the chops, but how do you guys mesh in a room? Well, you, you know, your wording things is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really appreciate Autism for you. <laughs> I appreciate the way you looked into it because that was the main thing. It was like, me joining was everything happened out of fucking nowhere. Um, the drummer, uh, Meggers is my roommate and they had been out on tour for like, I don't know, maybe two years nonstop. Like I never saw him. He's like the best roommate ever. And never once did we even talk about it. And it just happened that I needed to fill that position for one show. Uh, did it. And we meshed so well. And then after the big tours said, Hey, um, let's, let's do this. Let's do this for real. And um, my first thing was, I cannot be Jorge number two. I, I, I'm, I'm not him. I can't sing that way. I don't write that way. And the response that you would pray and hope to get is exactly what I got. They said, you know, we don't want that. That's not what we want. We want you to be you. And also, though, you have to have a respect for, for the, the way. What if I came in and just said, okay, it, all, all different. So I need to respect the way that they play. And um, it, it's different, you know? It's, it's just like different cooking styles. Um, they're like Mexican, Asian, uh, 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 
Indian are have similar things, but they're different. You know, that's how all these bands are. They're different styles. And generally, and, they can work. And generally, they can work together really well. They can kind of help each other out, like the it, Chinese food pizza on YouTube. That looks delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's what we did we we got in there and they really gave me the opportunity because for me when i when i write lyrics um a lot of they are a bit darker and um i want to write something that that people want to break shit to but also want to help people you know i want to i want to connect in that way and that's who i am and excuse me, they gave me that opportunity to do it. And, you know, there were some, there was some things that they weren't used to and some things that I wasn't used to, but at the end of the day, it, it was, it came together. There, there's a funny example. Uh, we have the song 1312, uh, kind of anti, anti-police song. And when I heard it, it was this very almost like marching uh, protest vibe uh, to it. And um, uh, the song Borders was is against, you know, Trump. And at first, me and Jake were talking, he's like, it, it sounds like, just like you're just screaming, like not, like not going to this, the musical vibe that I'm, that right. I'm trying to create. And, but once we said, okay, give me a chance to word it. And then he said, give me a chance to write some music to it. When that came together, it was a big mesh of the way that I do my vocals and the way that he plays guitar and Rick plays bass. And it really, it really vibed. And Meggers is an extremely good um, orchestrator from the drums and being in this band forever, you know, right. he, and he's a very interesting character uh, of the band. Cause he's like looking, you know, from the back down. Okay. That worked, that worked, put this together, try it like this, you know? And mm-hmm. dude, we, we were able to write like a, like a family and it, it was, it was very interesting and it took a little, bit of time you know i can remember being frustrated i want it i want it like this but that's not a band. How goes. no it's not how it goes and you, can, you know you can do a solo I, album though if you want it that way and that's it, it exactly exactly so it it worked out man and, and we just i love sometimes i'll have these arguments you know even with starving wolves this song isn't working it's this doesn't sound and people get frustrated but it's like putting a puzzle together. When things are difficult, for some reason, I really start to enjoy it. All right, put this piece here. Try this piece here. And until they wiggle in right, it doesn't work. But when you get that puzzle piece that fits, boom. I, I agree. I am very passive until I have a big challenge that I have to jump in 120%. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I, I, really I can't be bothered. I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of ludge through it, you know, but like, really? Yeah. The one in front of me, I got to really kind of sink my teeth into it and have a lot of, you know, not control, but a lot of effort into it. And, you know. But that's where the meat is. That's where the, that's where the struggle is. Every once in a while, you'll get lucky and you'll write 
a, a fucking great song, just like, oh, I had this little beat in the shower and I was singing it. And then just so happened he had the guitar and you'll write a whole song. Like, and it, it might be one of your biggest songs ever. And you wrote it in five minutes, but that's one song out of 50. Usually you have to work. And when you're working on it and spending weeks, songs, people don't realize songs sometimes take years mm-hmm. to, to finish. But when, like I said, when that last piece goes in, that that's you know the fire, dude. Well, you want to write music because you want to write it. Because nowadays, you know, like I said, touring and, and albums are really just the, almost like the advertising part. And the money part is really the merch at this point. If the, um, the and then you doesn't take, you know, you can, what, 20% or whatever they're doing nowadays, you know. Ugh. so it which is insane and i didn't even know that until a few years ago i'm like the venue actually takes more money again jeez dude it's it sucks you you have to learn and it's funny you have to learn to be like a, a schemer in a way you're like okay like in crumb bums we'd be like they're gonna take a percentage and they'll send somebody over to count all your merch so we're like okay like he's one of those old fashioned things so they're like click 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 kind of oh, little they have somebody just like a little Nazi pointing every, counting every pen. And so you're like, put 10 t-shirts in your pants, go out to the van, pretend you're drinking a beer and bring 10 more shirts in. So at the end of the day, <laughs> like, how many did you sell? Oh, we sold five shirts and you're like, take the money. Cause they'll send people over to kind of watch. So we're like, figure everything out. Okay. Um, act like you don't have a lot of merch so you, you just look you know like you, you don't even have that how could you even sell that much you only brought 15 shirts so <laughs> we, we always have these little weird tricks back in the day well it's funny because i mean you think that you're like man i, I, mean, I you know i went punk bank so i didn't want to be doing school i didn't want to be doing math and now i'm like a little business uh manager trying to figure stuff yeah. out <laughs> yeah it's like you don't give me a percentage of the fucking bar so you don't get a percentage of my shirts that's just, it's just, I don't know, it's the worst. That's, that it is. is one. It, it's, it's just from, for another music venue to, to do that. But on this album, I do want to find out on the, on the album, you guys do it. It holds strong. It doesn't compare. It's just like another companion piece to the collection of albums done. You know, when I go back, I do, when I talk to somebody, I kind of like to go back and compare and do it side by side. Well, if you want to a side by each, but you know, I really want to do it. And it's interesting because like I said, it doesn't, you guys don't step on each other's toes vocally or, or um, creatively, but you, you honor what it is. You bring in what you are, you know, and you weren't far off the beaten path style-wise, like no. music to begin with. So it's not like you had to change. It's like a, a, like a guitar player joins a band. You know, you want to hear some of the solos, but you can put up a little flavor onto other parts of the songs too. It's really exactly. fine that, that, that sweet spot, you know, where you can yeah. honor the band and honor yourself. Because if you do both, the success rate is going to be huge. If you're if you're if you're doing one not justice, either the fans are going to eat you alive, or you're going to be so miserable after a couple of albums. You're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to do a solo thing. I'm going to go do start another band. I'm just not happy. I'm I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a karaoke guy. And, and yeah. You don't want to do you know? Dude, you fucking are a wild man because that's ex- <laughs> that was that was my term too. I was like, I'm not going to do karaoke, and uh, it, it's just you're you're hitting every every point. And, uh, but that was, that was it, dude. I'm, I'm not going to hit, be a karaoke guy. And, you know, I, my, 
ego involved was very scared. Like, am I going to get eaten alive? Because it's very, it's not a safe feeling to change singers at all. But I will tell you that the changeover was one of, I mean, you're always going to get people, fuck you, where's Jorge, blah, 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 blah. You're not that. But it was very small. It was not enough to keep me up uh, an extra 30 Probably seconds. the same people that complained to him each album that sounded differently. It, exactly. Me. Exactly. It's just people that want to talk. And it was it was a very uh, smooth, respectful change. I respect the music, and I think more than anything, I respect our our audience. You know, I, I hate to use the word fans. I, I hate that word, but I just personally, I get you know, it. a lot of artists have been saying that more and more lately because it feels like they've they've been using the word family more because you know nowadays we don't really think personally, you know your family like to me family is somebody i care about and it's not assumed now it's like oh it's so-and-so aunt so-and-so or, or uncle so-and-so the people yeah. get in the garage or something you have to love your family i think generationally a lot of us i think we're on the same age don't always assume like just because they're your family you don't love them same but so when you say family you treat someone like a family at that point that means something you're, you 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 respect and you love and you care about to a certain level i mean obviously yeah. they're somebody you don't personally there's still a love a level of care and respect you want for them as a human being because there's a common common piece there you know it's yeah it's, you know i can say music is a commodity you know what is that commodity it's it's emotion yeah so emotion yeah. is music and that is the commodity that you share and stuff can come from it good things you know whether it's emotional or, or financial but it, it's all is the the wellspring it, you know um on top of that one thing that made it work so well is I know literally 50% of every show of the people there because I've been touring so long. Like right. I've seen kids that were 14 when I was in Crumb Bumps. Now they're bringing their kids to the show. So there's, there is this family aspect and it's mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm most of my communication with, with people is people that I've known for 15 plus years. And another thing with the casualties is they, they didn't really, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, pussyfoot around with me. It was like, we, within a year of me being in the band, we were in the studio recording our first record together. And then we finished that record literally and flew out to LA before we did a tour, like three days between a tour. We went uh, to Colorado to the blasting room with Bill Stevenson from descendants uh, Mm -hmm. recorded this record. The day that we finished it flew to LA played two shows and then recorded a live record because we wanted to kind of, give respect to where the casualties are and and it was it was this very awesome way of me paying respect because i did I, I think we did one new song but all the a lot of old songs it's called until death so we did yep. the live record 
kind of in a way of saying like, hey, I, I can do this. I respect what the history and let's let, it, it's kind of a way of saying, let's do this together. Well, that and, was probably the biggest year for you guys because and for them to, up until that point, not taking like, like because they had to re-establish themselves with a new singer and say, yeah. hey, we, we respect the past, but we're also moving forward. Something new, something old together. Yeah. And it's going to be great. And that's a hard balance because were they 20, 19, 19 years in already? 20 years? Yeah. I don't even know. I can't even. Me either. <laughs> yeah, if I wanted to do math, I'd have like a little abacus here. We'd be doing a math yeah. geometry show. And I'm not good at that. Thing. Yeah. And that's why we're doing, music. <laughs> we're doing a music show. So I don't. They, they, the point is, the loyal fans, you know, needed to see like, oh, how's it, where's this going to go? Yeah, he's pretty cool. Luckily, a lot of the fans have gotten older and you know realize that you know. But but being in a band, it's like being in the same job every day. But you know, except you have to get in a van and drive somewhere and not sleep and then do your job again. You know. Yeah. And and you know and that that's a challenge to keep it, it fresh it, after all those years. It it is, and like I said, I I think one of the things is that these dudes never stop. There's not even time to think uh, about it. They do it they do it amazingly like from an outsider's point of view again i've never ever seen a band tour like the casualties and another thing that i respect and, and really fell in love with their ethic of things was um there was a tour that crumbums did and they brought a band from japan uh extinct government flew them over uh, paid for it and, and wow. bought them. They want to share that vibe. And it's always been a big part of the casualties that a lot of people don't really understand. And again, uh, one of my first tours with them, we played a nice big show in New York city. Mm-hmm. And then we played literally between there and Buffalo, between New York city and Buffalo, we played at an, kind of an abandoned warehouse where people were making corn on a little barbecue pit and selling it. And um, somebody brought the PA system. It was like a little DIY spot. And that's what we'll that's do. It, 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 it's, it's fun. It's, and it's connected. And like I said, dude, we played that huge festival in Poland, thousands of people. And the next day, you know, we're playing at a little, a, a bar the size of, of a normal little tiny house and and that's that's the connection and that's what i think keeps it fresh oh that's that's fantastic so the well, we're gonna have you back again you know yeah but but to, to just uh put a point in the two well i've talked the last one well, what's going on with the band coming up the people that are watching the fans i already know you guys um, but I, my last question and comment is, did you guys, it almost looks like the most punk, the artwork, especially I'd say your last two bands, well, this one and, and, and the Starving Wolves, like even in the merch, the artwork yeah. is so cool. Like, yeah. where is that, you know, coming from? Because, uh, dude, for me, art and, and I'll speak kind of mainly from, from my, my perspective. I can't say for everybody else, but art and, and music go together. So it's like 
like the exploited. You can see the exploited skull and you, you from you know it. You know it. And I have such a crazy respect for artists. I get this from my dad. Like I have um, art all underneath my bed between the mattress and the box spring, like, because I, I can't stop. And so we'll make a connection with a, a, an artist and just, I've got to work with them. I've got to do something. Uh, Mark Lyons that drew the cover for uh, the casualties record. He did artwork for Crumbums maybe 15 years before. And he helped kind of with the concept of the starving wolves art and i i get too nerdy and i could talk for 30 minutes on this of what is the what is the vibe uh of of the record what am i trying to say and you know like starving wolves um the idea is just it, it says it all and i i hope that people how probably we grew up when I got a fucking record, I took that home like a comic book and I looked at the art and and I couldn't even put the record on yet. I'm pulling the sleeve out and when I put it on, I'm reading every word and then there would be some art and photos. That's literally everything we, that's literally, we talk about a record show we do too. Literally what we do, we talk about these are all the same group, group people we do that. You know, yeah. Who did this? Who produced this? Who did this song? Who, who, who wrote this one? pictures on the bus it's like what's the artwork what's the theme here it's you know that's the whole it's a, it's a finished product is what it is you know and yeah, I, I, lo I love the, the the shirt i love the wolf uh designs you have yeah uh, those are just some really standout and uh, that's graphics the, that's the vibe of us as musicians like we're fucking starving wolves and we have this other logo it's like um jawbone and six arrows and uh, my good friend, John, uh, he like tour manages GBH, great dude. And he wrote me one day and he goes, okay, we, we have this little weird connection. He's like, all right, give it to me. I'm like, what? what? He's like, what does the six arrows mean? He's <laughs> like, I know there's something, I know you. And the six arrows is like, there's, there's five of us, you know? And a six arrow is us like the crowd the people so together that's what what we have is that's the band the band is not just us because there's no way that we could do what we're doing without us you know meaning the crowd and the people that participate right. the art, everything so it's not just the band and and that's that's one of those that's like i said i, I love this little nerdy fucking shit some people <laughs> might not give a fuck but I, I love it and, and I love you know it's like this like these skateboards like look at that classic Eddie and all this you know great. I like to know there's a whole a full thought in the whole thing there's a whole team or a whole you know a team but you know a flowing thought that goes through everything Eddie from Iron Maiden come on who doesn't love Eddie Eddie is I don't know. Eddie as big as Iron Maiden <laughs> Yeah, well, the thing is, in, in, in a good symbol has become a trademark. And I mean, I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, like, I got an Eddie shirt. I'm like, which Eddie shirt do you get? Sometimes you have to get a bunch of different shirts because it's different designs. Like, it's not even that I made it at that point. You know, or, yeah. you, know, or you, know, you know, the Van Halen logo, you know, the Danzig logo, you know, you know, Exploit is a great one. Um, you know, the Descendants, you know, 
Yeah, Milo. Milo, you, you, you know that there's certain things that are iconic in kind of trademarks, but also iconic on a level that, you know. You need it, and it's also, it's like, it's a fun, uh, for me, it's like a, a it's like a tradition, you know, from a kid. I just, you know, we drew it on our notebooks and painted on your jacket. And that's what you want. You want but that. You a cool logo. I just, I like yeah. it. And I've actually gone to their sites and looked at it. I'm like, that's a stupid shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I won't I, wear it. I'm like, I really, and I, I'm going to go back and look. Yeah, I wish they'd make a cool shirt. Because yeah. I'm not going to wear that. It's the, or the graphics look weird. It's like, it's kind of designed yeah. for someone else. Like, I'm like, that's not the kind of fan I'm at. I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. And and that's the thing. It's like a classic logo is so cool, man. And and you can tell it's like dancing. Um, you could go down a wormhole of how forward thinking this dude was doing all the artwork uh, for the misfits back in the day. And that was so inspiring. I can remember when I was a little kid going to our record store here in Austin uh, called Sound Exchange and seeing, it was like when Danzig first came out and he had that like on the cross with the wolf head and it scared me, dude, because I didn't know. I didn't, what is this shit? And it was so cool. You will never forget that if you were a kid, you know? my first tattoo. Yeah. Everyone else is getting other stuff. I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting the Danzig skull. Like what? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that was my first one. Yeah, it's because it's what it is. You know what I mean? Sick, 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 sick. One day we got to talk more about this. We, I, we'll do this again. We'll do. We'll have you back again for more and more. You know, cool. I wanted to introduce you guys uh, to the audience. I want to check you guys out. We'll put all the links of all your bands and, and you know everything you want underneath it. Um, it's been a joy. Any any plans for you guys? The casualties you want to say at the last minute touring or anything or we well we have. Um, some u.s dates that are that are we're hoping is coming up in uh in november and it, it's kind of dude this mysterious time uh, what i can say is we got some good plans and good it plan will be say. very very involved with the people um starting it depends, with, on, it depends, it depends on, the, on the weather i mean the, 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 the you know what goes on with the covid it's you know exactly. this weekend uh, Starving Wolves are playing with iconic Zero Boys, and and I'm I'm just stoked. So we're just gonna keep writing and keep an eye out because I promise you some cool shits coming out. But we'll post it too on social media when you have stuff sent to me. Awesome, brother. Thank you. This has been this has been great. I want to thank you for being on the show, man. Yep. Thank you, brother.